Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Welcome to Audacity Works. I am your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode number 64, and we're going to talk about pre- and post-show rituals. This episode is by request from my girl, Kim. Thank you for writing in, Kim. And she says, hi, I have a podcast request, pre-show and post-show rituals. I have a show tonight that I'm experiencing that mix of nerves and excitement that's making me really hyper and anxious. (laughs) I'm unsure where to put all that energy. I love this question so much. And uh, so today, what I'm going to tell you is what my rituals are. And I think that it is worth finding out what other people's rituals are. And I didn't ask anybody before I record this episode. So I'm just coming in here with my own experience and my own thoughts. But if you have posts and pre-show rituals that you want to share, I would love to hear about those. I don't know about you, but if I have a performance, which is generally in the evening, right? That's the thing that happens that day. I do not multitask well. Uh, it, it just doesn't work for me. Nothing's going to get done really well. So I don't do it. I just, I know myself and I act accordingly. I don't multitask. If I have a performance, that is the thing that's happening that day. It's kind of similar to how I feel about traveling Like if I'm traveling somewhere, my only job that day is to survive. That's the thing that happens that day is the traveling. I can eat whatever I want, as many macaroons as I want. Not that I would not do that anyway. But generally, macaroons aren't to be found in my home. And they're often to be found in airports in delightful little flavors like violet or roses. I read whatever I want. I watch whatever movies I want. That's my job is to survive the day and travel safely from point A to point B. There's no other admin that I take on. I I don't promise to get back to people on a travel day because it's just, it's not going to happen because I'm busy surviving a travel day. Same sort of energy that comes with me into show days. On a show day, the show is the thing that happens. So whatever else I need that day, uh, I don't work out on a show day because I want to use all that lovely glycogen in my muscles for the performance. But I might, you know, take a walk, be outside, write in a journal, read a book, do whatever needs to be done, but no other like heavy, big item responsibility things should happen on the same day as a performance for me. And of course, there have been times where that wasn't possible and where I had to work during the day, like hopefully not coaching because that's going to use up your glycogen as well. But sometimes you got to work before you perform. So hopefully you can set aside at least some hours before you have to be at the venue to just be a vegetable and numb out or whatever. That's what I want to do is like before a big outpouring of energy, I want to be in a stillness and a flatline state. Sometimes that looks like Netflix. Often, okay, often it looks like Netflix. Sometimes it looks like a walk. Sometimes it looks like a nap. 
but I don't, I want to protect my energy before I go into a performance because I want the performance to have its own life. And I don't want to be bringing a bunch of shit from my daily life into that creation because I've already put a bunch of intention into that creation and I want it to stand on its own two feet and I want it to breathe on its own. Daily life is inevitable. Life happens. Things are going to seep through. Nothing is pure, right? And what I mean is that I will go to extraordinary measures to protect my energy before performance because it's not normal life. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to perform. It also gives you a lot But that being said, I have gone into spaces where I had to perform after something horrible happening to me that day and like getting terrible news that day. And it's really, really difficult. So if it's something that you can avoid, avoid it. Like don't go to Costco in the morning on a Saturday in Daly City. Don't do it. Especially if you have to perform that night. Just don't do it. So that's setting up the hours surrounding the show. And to be honest, I would do this even if what I was doing was a speaking engagement. Although if I was doing a speaking engagement, I probably would exercise that day for the good brain chemicals. But yeah, if it's a physical performance that night, I'm not working out that day. And I used to be really conflicted about that. I remember being in Circus Center. I was so young and and green about it. And I went up to one of the coaches, Jim Donak, and I was like, Jim... I have a performance tomorrow night and I feel like I shouldn't be a slacker and not train, but I'm also afraid that I'll be too tired. And can you just hear how scared I was? Poor little thing. I was only 25. Oh, poor thing. Fortunately, um, what Jim said, well, isn't the reason that we train so much so that we can perform and enjoy a performance and do it well? And I was like, yes. And he said, so. You're prepared and you don't need to train that day. You're performing that night. And it seems really clear and obvious in retrospect, but it wasn't to me at the time. It was not clear. I was scared because it was, this was that OG train when you're sick, train when you're dead culture um, that's been, I think, phased out in many places. But that's what we were contending with back in my day. So let's zoom out here and get a little bit more of a bird's eye view. I'm going to assume that before a performance you are prepared because that is literally the only thing that you have control over is the preparation that you put into the work that you put on stage and if you're not prepared if you haven't prepared no amount of spa treatments or napping is going to make you feel better so we're just going to assume preparation has been done the choreography has been choreographied And there's been practice, and the costumes have been tried and tested, so on and so forth. You are prepared for this show. Now, one of the things that a lot of physical performers uh, feel tension around is nutrition on show day. Not that we don't necessarily know how and what to eat, but because if you have nerves, it can feel hard to have an appetite, and food feels weird in your stomach, Um, because you have anxiety, and this is really detrimental if you give into it, for what I hope are obvious reasons. But yeah, if you don't eat, you can't expect to perform uh, to a high degree. 
you need food. So let's talk about that for a second and how far before a show or a performance you need to feed yourself. That's going to be different for everybody. This is where the timing kind of is important. Uh, so I like to arrive at a venue two hours before show. An hour before is just not enough time for me. That feels stressful. I don't like it. I want to be there at least two hours before. That means an hour before I get to the venue, I have a full meal. And I would suggest that this is something that is tried and true, kind of maybe boring. It's in your weekly repertoire of foods that you cook and eat or prepare or whatever. For example, if what you eat is mostly chicken and rice with some broccoli, maybe don't go out for some super spicy Tex-Mex on show day. But something nutritious, something filling. If all you can keep down is a smoothie because of anxiety on a show day, make sure that that packs a punch, you know? Like stick a whole bunch of fistfuls of spinach in there and some chia seeds for fat. Uh, don't just let it be frozen berries and protein powder. So nutrient-dense food a few hours before showtime. And then you do have to plan ahead because you want to bring, or I would want to bring, two food items with me. One, a source of carbohydrates for if my blood sugar dips before curtain. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing to bring is a package of crackers, like those Lance crackers with the Nico cookies and peanut butter. I don't know why they're a comfort food. My mom used to get them for me on car trips. And I know if I eat that package of crackers, my blood sugar is going to be just fine. So I always try to have one of those handy, like in my training bag. The second food item that I'm definitely going to bring with me is um, an empty shaker cup full of protein powder. Um, whey protein isolate works well for me. I can digest it well. It's no problem. Um, there's also lots of vegan options. And what that is for is for directly after my performance. While the muscles are still all trembly and swollen and heaving or whatever, I just mix it with water and I down it and I know that uh, now I've got protein. It'll go into my bloodstream. It'll repair what needs to be repaired and we'll be good to go. I don't even have to think about it. You may be thinking like, this is kind of a lot of stuff that you're doing to prepare, Rachel. And it's not to me because it's just a habit and it's how I've lived. But also, I like that there are tasks to do on show day because like I said, I'm not doing admin. I'm not really working. Um, the show is the thing that's happening that day. And these little rituals help me prepare. And now it comes to what's possibly the most important ritual of all for me, and that's makeup. I don't think of myself as a superstitious person. I'm really not, but like, I gotta have my makeup time be a certain way. I, that's my neuroses really comes out around this. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to hear loud music. I want to be in my zone with a well-lit mirror and all my little makeup-y things around me and I want to do my makeup in peace and I like for that to take as long as I need. I can do it in 20 minutes. I don't want to do it in 20 minutes. I want 45 minutes. I deeply dislike the sensation of being rushed so I give myself lots of time. But there's something about the ritual of putting on makeup before a show that is so peaceful for me and so comforting 
It's kind of like doing bar at the beginning of ballet class if you took ballet as a young person or as an old person. But it's a ritual task, something that you do, and it has all these little tools and cool little brushes and there's lovely colors and textures and maybe some of it is sparkly and you know what to do and you just sit down and methodically do this task bit by bit, layer by layer to put on your stage makeup and become whatever character it is that you're becoming for that evening. That's my most important pre-show ritual, the makeup ritual. If you ever see me sitting down before a show putting on makeup, please don't talk to me. It doesn't mean I don't love you. I just, I don't want to talk to anybody. One of the last shows I did, I was trying to choose a dressing room and I walked by one room and the door was shut and I heard like all these deep voices rumbling. I'm like, okay, not that one. I went to the next door and I listened through the door and there was riotous laughter and I'm like, oh good, they're having a good time, but that's not the room for me. Went to the third room dead, empty, completely silent. Like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And that's where I set all my stuff up, put on my makeup, and I had a lovely time and I felt so centered and stable. And it's probably pretty rare to find, I don't think I've found an empty dressing room that often in my life. So may I suggest earbuds? So you can put on something groovy Uh, And you don't necessarily have to listen to what everyone else in the dressing room is saying or listening to. Once makeup was done, I get into base costume and start warming up. And the warm up is just as much of a ritual as the makeup is. Although I will tend to talk a little bit more (laughs) to to people uh, while I'm doing this. But that's also just really important to me. I want to do all of my drills and my exercises I got my peanut, I got my TheraBands, I got my yoga blocks, and I'm going to go through everything bit by bit and make no changes. No changes from a regular warm-up. Just a very intentional warm-up. Not going to need to be changing anything before before performance. Uh, I remember before a show that was to be televised, uh, I was... It was the piece Genesis, or the my hoop is in a petri dish full of water, and the hoop was looking pretty ragged, and the show was in a week. And this is before I used a new bombs tape, so I was still using athletic tape, and athletic tape takes a while to get used to. You got to kind of weather it and let it get full of skin cells and dirt, so it's uh, it has the right amount of friction. And I was thinking and saying to my uncle Brad. I feel like I should retape the hoop because I'm going to be on TV and the hoop is looking kind of haggard. And he looked at me and he said, you don't want to be in that Petri dish with a stranger. No, don't retape your hoop. Oh, so good. It was such good advice. You don't want to be in a Petri dish with a stranger. No, don't retape your hoop. He was so right. He was so right. That tape was exactly where I wanted it. It didn't look as shiny and pretty. It's brand new tape, but it sure performed better. So in the spirit of that, don't change your warm up. Don't change the way that you prepare your body uh, before movement on a show day, if you can help it. Okay, so for those of you who do feel quite a lot of, of anxiety, you will probably want to learn some things to make friends with your nervous system, otherwise known as nervous system hygiene, 
There are so many tools out there available for this. In fact, a couple months ago, my friend JPB from Brain Body Resilience, I brought her on because she is just overflowing with tools for nervous system regulation exercises. And uh, we gave a, a webinar. I hosted a webinar. She gave the webinar on Crowdcast, and that's actually available. I keep it live as a resource. Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you're like, I actually do need lots of things to regulate my nervous system. I'm anxious all the time. Uh, it's called Stress School. It's $25. If $25 is uh, out of range for you, send me a message. Let's talk about it. We'll see what I can do. But if you want more nervous system regulation exercises, check out Stress School in the show notes. And, uh, you know, goddess speed. But for just a quick fix, uh, there is an exercise that I give to people. And this is pre-show. And by pre-show, I mean like you're waiting in the wings to walk onto a stage. Like right before the show, you're waiting for your cue you're breathing. Yes, see, I just had to take a deep breath myself because that feeling is pretty ingrained in my body. This exercise only takes about 15 seconds to do. It also works great uh, if you're about to have a conflict with someone or a confrontation of some kind. So the grounding exercise is this. Stand quietly with a straight spine. Do not allow anyone to speak to you. Feel the soles of your feet and all ten toes on the floor. Eyes can remain open but relaxed and unfocused. Deep breaths in through the belly. Collect yourself, calling back all the energy that's been flung in other directions throughout the day. I'll say that last part again. Collect yourself. Call back all the energy that has been flung in other directions throughout the day. Bring it all back to you. Now drop your awareness to an inch below your belly button. Deep within your lower abdomen, drop your awareness to this place. Because in this place, you are home. That's it. That exercise, like I said, it takes 15 seconds tops. You can really do it in five. It's just a switching of awareness. It's a dropping of awareness that's just very centering and grounding. And actually what I'm going to do is I have a, I have a graphic of this exercise that I've been sharing with people for years. What I'm going to do is today, because this show, this show, <laughs> this episode is airing on Wednesday, January 17th at 6 a.m. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post this to the grid on my Instagram today. So if you want to, you can go open that, take a screenshot of it, you know, save it, send it to your friends if it's helpful for you. So just come visit me on Wednesday on the Grammy Grams and take it, use it, do whatever you want with it. A version of this uh, was given to my friend Eve Diamond. She told me about this. She was about to walk out onto stage and she was like, God, I'm just, I'm in my nerves today. And uh, a man named Leo was standing right there. And he, he heard what she said and he looked at her and he said, where are your feet? And just when he said that, her awareness dropped down to her feet and she suddenly felt so much more stable and grounded. So this is another way of saying that. If you want a really, really shortcut, just say, hey, 
where's your feet? So that should bring us to uh, the performance itself. And let's assume that it goes however it goes, because it's okay if it goes badly sometimes. And uh, what I like to do personally is once I get off stage, I'm breathing pretty hard. So I like to um, open both hands and put both palms on the floor of the stage in the wings or backstage somewhere just to sort of direct that extra energy. Um, I, I could go outside and do it in the dirt, I guess, but I'd rather give it back to the stage because the stage gives me so much. And then I do my cool down and whatever PT I need to do, drink my protein. And this is also kind of non-negotiable. When I get home, I put my makeup away. If I'm wearing rhinestones on my face, I pop those into alcohol to disinfect them. And I just, I hate waking up the next day with like crap everywhere from my performance. So that's, I don't know, maybe that's just my own neuroses, but it gives me a task to do. It's easy. It's simple. It's turning chaos into order. And it just feels like it's completing the circle of the performance and it's putting it to bed. Something that um, my good friend Janelle Dinosaurs, otherwise known as Cirque Psych on Instagram, if you're not following them, I heartily recommend it. They've got so many good resources for artists. And they created, um, it's actually a workshop called the Post Performance Reflection Workshop. And it comes with this uh, great PDF resource. It's a, a fillable document. And ask questions like, here's some of my favorites. When was I in the moment? How did I know? Another one of my favorite questions from this document was, when was I most and least aware of the audience? I think so often we just rush, rush, rush to, you know, get to your next cues and then to do your cool down and then to, I don't know, drink protein, pack up, get home, unpack, go to bed. And then we kind of forget what the performance was like. And I just love this idea of having a post-show reflection time and, and questions to be asked. So I'm going to tag Janelle and Cirque Psych in the show notes. So go over and give them a follow. And I'll keep you posted should that resource become available uh, and, and let you know the next time that workshop gets offered. But definitely go give Janelle a follow. Thank you, Kim, for this question. This was really fun to sort of just give it this amount of time. If you're looking to make rituals of your own for pre and post show, uh, the question that I would encourage you to ask yourself is, how can I honor my experience of this performance? Because by the time you get to the stage, the work is already done. It's my position that your primary function during a performance is to enjoy your work. I'm going to say that again. It's my position that the primary function of the performance is for you to enjoy your work. Because the work itself has already been done. The preparation is done. Now we're just here. Now it just happens. So how can we honor that? And how can we create nourishing rituals surrounding that? Kim, you requested this episode many weeks ago, so... Unfortunately, it's not in time for the show that you had that evening, but I hope that it comes in handy for the future. 
Thank you all so much for sitting with me and listening to me, letting me talk into your ears. If you have requests for um, any upcoming episodes, I'd love to hear them. You can always reach me on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative or on Patreon at Rachel Strickland Creative. Extra special shout out to my patrons for making this and so much more possible for me. Thank you for standing with me. Enjoy yourself and don't go back to sleep.